who broke this story and interviewed the victim, Jennifer, brought receipts against Kenneth Petty, only to now have the late-ass mainstream media swoop in like vultures to claim credit. The fake basically took this story from YouTubers, but carry on. So that is what I wrote. And so later on that night, one of my really good friends on YouTube, he sent me a, a link to uh, to you to uh, nosy hole to her um, Instagram page. And so she had also reposted what I posted and she just wrote, Oop. you know, so I, you know, I didn't take it as any type of shade. I just thought that, you know, she posted it basically saying, look, lovely T's calling out the mainstream media about this nonsense. And I noticed there were some comments where people were saying, I'm tired of these big YouTubers taken from small YouTubers and not giving credit. So I had to go onto her Instagram page and respond back to a few people and basically let them know, like, um, excuse me, I definitely gave credit. OK, one thing about me, it doesn't take anything away from me to give somebody their credit on a story. But the reason why I said YouTubers, because this was a collective effort. It wasn't just nosy ho. It wasn't just myself. They've been talking about on YouTube about this Jennifer situation for damn near three years. OK, that is why I said YouTubers, to be fair. If it was all about me, I'd have been like, well, I did and I broke. I didn't do that. I said it was YouTubers, meaning YouTubers as a collective. OK, but she got the most in, uh, the most recent interview with Jennifer first. And when she did that, because I used her clips in my live stream, I gave her props. I told folks to go subscribe and go support her. She went from like, I want to say maybe 5,000 subscribers. She jumped up to about 12,000. I don't know if she's still doing YouTube. I think she's more or less doing Twitch now. I'm not sure. I haven't really kept up, but I definitely gave credit. So I want to go ahead and make that be clear to her fans that yes, she is the one who did the original interview with Jennifer, who stayed on the story, who encouraged her to lawyer up and things like that. Now, if other people didn't give her credit, that's not my business. I can only speak for my channel. So I, I just want to clear that up as to why I said YouTubers and I didn't just say myself or just name one person because before she was ever doing videos, other people on YouTube have been talking about the Jennifer situation as well. So let's keep that real. Um, oh, somebody said she got banned from YouTube. Oh, okay. I didn't know she got banned. So maybe that's why she's on Twitch. So like I said, she didn't throw any shade. You know, I didn't take any offense to her post, but I just didn't like this narrative being spun as if I'm taking all the credit for the situation. Absolutely not. But being that I do have a big platform, I will speak for us YouTubers and why I definitely feel a way about the real now talking about they have an exclusive and, oh, they're interviewing Jennifer because one thing about me, <laughs> I keep receipts. OK, now let's do a flashback. Back in 2020, I remember the real getting their damn panties in a bunch because they were tired of YouTubers and social media people who start blogs in their basement and, you know, how, you know, how they consider themselves reputable. And, you know, they really shouldn't be allowed to just say anything because they're not mainstream. So let's see here. Let me, is this the, yeah, uh, let me see. Let me make sure. Yeah, this is the one. I make sure I had the right clips to play because I, I want to show y'all this because they love to act like we on YouTube, we don't exist. Like we don't set trends, like we don't break stories. But meanwhile, all these people, all these corporate people sit and take from YouTubers, not just myself, but all of us, okay, who do great commentary. They take from us. They take our mannerisms. They take our style. I remember when people were emailing me about some of the ladies on ESPN when they started doing their own YouTube shows, 
They had their teacups. They were saying honey and, you know, all types of lovely tea mannerisms. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was interesting. Yes, I'm going to talk my shit, Angel Dust. Thank you, sis. Definitely. So let me go ahead and play y'all this clip here real quick. Give me just a second to, oops, not that clip. Hold on. I have to add this video. This, this is weird. That's the second time that has happened. Let me make sure y'all can see and hear me. That's the second time they just cut off my stream this week. Am I back? Let me make sure y'all can see me. Okay, it's back. Okay, good, good. I, child, don't give me the line, honey. That is the second time this week. Hit refresh. Okay, good. I'm back. I'm going to keep going. So let me go ahead and... um. Share this screen real quick. Okay, here goes the video. Now listen to these people talk about us. They don't want to say YouTubers because, of course, they never want to say our name because they don't want to give a shine. But listen to how they're talking about our trusting sources, the hypocrisy. Why are we so quick to believe sources? Yeah. And why are we so quick to empower blogs and online news media that people start from child without any credibility? So weird. It's like if reputable media can't even give the facts properly, what makes you believe that like a random blog on Instagram is telling the truth? Right. right? We watch these major reputable news outlets and we're like, that's correct. And sometimes their facts are off. We're looking at it like that is not correct. Because people want to talk. People are just naturally nosy. People want to talk. Okay, so y'all just seen that receipt from last year. See, one thing about me, thank you for the tiny violins. I keep receipts. So it's very interesting to me that the real, a.k.a. the real fake, was saying that, you know, we're not, thank you, the real haters. Yep, I like that name. Um, You know, we're not credible. We're starting blogs in our basement. Why do people listen to us instead of, you know, reputable reputable news sources like The Real and others. Let me explain something to you, ladies of The Real. Um, yeah, there's some bullshit bitches on YouTube. Let's keep that real. There's people who make up shit and just do whatever for clicks and views. Bullshit-ass dudes, too, right? So you have that segment. They just, just make up fake shit just to get clicks and views. But then you have other people like me and others who actually have integrity and take what we do seriously and understand that we have a voice and understand that people, you know what I'm saying, look up to us and they expect a certain level of quality, okay? And one thing about me and other people, we don't play when it comes to receipts, when it comes to researching, when it comes to putting out quality content. So for you to try and put everybody into a box and say, you know, why do y'all trust people and their sources online and people who start in their basement? When I started doing this, I mean, I wasn't in the basement, but I didn't have all this. I was definitely in my bedroom. I had one lamp. I didn't really have a lot of light. It was very, you know, it was, it was a lot back then. I've come a long damn way, and I'm very proud of the journey that I've got. 
and where I've come in reporting the news. And even though y'all try your hardest to ignore me and to act like I don't exist, y'all will speak to me at industry events. Y'all will break bread with me and, oh, I love your work. I love what you do. But then we'll try and ignore me when it comes to, you know, when you're on your platform. So even though they do all that, I can say that at the end of the day, I love what I do and I take my job seriously. So I take offense when they try and paint internet commentators with one brush and saying that, you know, we're just making things up or that we're not reputable. When a lot of the shit that they get and they speak, let's talk about the rumor report, Angela Yee. She literally will take my stuff and other YouTubers stuff. They'll watch our videos and then regurgitate the shit on The Breakfast Club. All of these mainstream outlets do it. We'll put in all the work, all the research, contacting people, doing things, and then they'll turn around because they have bigger platforms and regurgitate it. Just like for months, I was I was warning people about the fentanyl and the weed. I had BL Sherelle come on there, and we did an hour-long podcast. And then I reminded everybody when, um, when Michael had died, uh, the actor, when he died not too long ago about the weed and fentanyl, the very next day, Joe Button's podcast was talking about weed and fentanyl. So they sit and they watch everything we do. So no, I, I'm gonna take offense to that because a year ago we were unreliable. We weren't credible, but it's very interesting. How did y'all find Jennifer? She, she wasn't reaching out to the mainstream. The mainstream wasn't reaching out to her. This story has been on YouTube for the past three years and nobody in the mainstream got to reach out to her. Everybody just kind of left it as YouTube fodder. But now that Nicki Minaj has come out and she's speaking, okay, about the whole vaccine situation, I do find it very interesting that now all of this is coming out. And I'm no big fan of Nicki. Y'all know that. And you can thank her damn barbs for that, for, you know, all the harassment and all the nonsense that they do to people. But I've always been fair. So y'all can say whatever y'all want to say about me, but I've always been fair. Even though I'm not a fan of hers, when that whole vaccine situation was going on, I had her back 100%. Because at the end of the day, as a mother, she has the right to say, you know what? I want to hold off and do more research. This don't sound right to me. And the fact that they started trying to silence her and put words in her mouth and twist her words, I wasn't feeling that because I understand how the media plays games. So if I'm so much on people's payroll that y'all love to say, because you have people who are definitely on Nikki's payroll, and they go hard for her, regardless of the evidence, okay? So I just find that very interesting. So I do understand, though, that when they do these interviews, they're done weeks in advance, right? So I'm going to keep it real. It's not like The Real reached out to her yesterday and said, come on the show today, and we'll interview you because of all this Nikki drama. That's not how Hollywood works. So this interview was already in the works for a few weeks. But what I am saying is that I find this very interesting, the timing. I would have respected this more had they dropped this interview a week before Nikki went on her vaccine rant. If they would have dropped it before this, cool. All right, we see y'all. But the fact that either they held on to this or they felt the right time to drop it was after she was getting drugged by the mainstream media for the whole vaccine situation and the White House and all that stuff. Because you guys know I've been keeping on top of Ballgate. I find that very interesting that it was dropped at the same time, you know, within the same week. But like I said, from day one, the whole story with Nikki and her cousin and the balls and all that. I told you on my first live stream, I thought the story was bullshit. And I said it on my Instagram page and I said, Nikki, at the end of the day, you don't have to make up stories about people's swollen balls. 
Just tell these vaccine apologists to mind their vaccinated business. What I choose to put in my body or not choose to put in my body is my damn business. And that's exactly what I said. She didn't have to, you know, include the story of the cousin because that's what made the mainstream media jump on it. Because now you're trying to basically denounce and wake people up about, you know, the whole vaccine situation. So the whole thing is just, I, I do find it very suspicious, the timing. But that does not negate what the victim has gone through and what was said on the reel. And I watched the entire thing because you guys know I have to watch stuff in context. I may have posted just clips of what the shade room posted, but for me, I, I need context. I have to watch, I have to get a I have to get a vibe of that person. I have to be able to see their energy and see what they're about. So I watched the entire thing and um I, I felt I felt it was very genuine. I felt it was very sincere. Now, granted, people were trying to say, oh, well, she's not looking at the camera and things like that. But you also have to understand, this is not a woman who's used to being in the spotlight. This is not a woman who's used to being, you know, in the media. It's a lot when you're on set and there's bright lights shining at you. When you're at home, you're just seeing that person on camera. You're seeing the other host. But what you guys don't understand is that there's 50 million things going on in those studios. There's producers. There's lighting text. There's audience members. It's so much stuff going on that that will overwhelm anybody if you're not from that world. But the fact that when she was talking, she was dropping tears, you could tell, like, you know, she's really been through a lot. So I definitely, my heart goes out to her watching that interview. And I see a lot of people are dragging her on social media, shaming her and things like that. Right now, she is currently trending worldwide. She's trending all over Twitter. Um, it looks like I just refreshed. Now, Tony Braxton is trending for some reason. Um, but she's trending all over Twitter. And a lot of people are talking about this. Um, they're pulling up old Nicki Minaj interviews as well. So let me go ahead and, and play you guys what was said on The Real um, I edited it as best as I could. Give me just a second here. Because, you know, you can't just play the clips. I had to pause some of it. Where's the clip at? Hold on. thought I had it on the screen. Hold on. Let me pull it up. It's on my drive still. Okay. Okay, here it is. So let me play this for y'all so y'all can hear what Jennifer had to say in the questions that they were asking her. Let me pull this up. Okay. All right, here we go. Welcome back. Our next guest is speaking out for the first time on camera regarding the lawsuit. We believe that all women's voices have the right to be heard, which is why we invited her to come here today. Please welcome Jennifer Huff and her lawyer, Tyrone Blackburn. Welcome, guys. Yeah, welcome to the show, Jennifer and Tyrone. I think, Jennifer, I know this is not an easy thing for you to do, so we're going to take our time. Um, after being silent for so long, why are you here speaking up today? I'm tired of being afraid. I feel like... Um, the actions that were that were taken um, in regards to this whole situation have put me in a different type of fear 
at my age now and it was it was wrong and I don't want to be afraid anymore so the only way not to be afraid is to continue is to continue to speak up uh, Jennifer I'm going to read because I don't want to make a mistake because this is an important story um, though Kenneth Petty first denied the rape charges he was charged with first degree rape subsequently pleaded guilty to attempted rape and spent over four years in prison according to the inmate records did you feel that justice was served? I, I don't think I thought about justice per se because I was still blaming myself. I thought it was something that I did or didn't do. So I don't I don't think I thought about if I got justice, I didn't. I just knew he did what he did and he went to jail and I had to leave my family. I had to leave my home and I had to move away. Jennifer, have you ever spoken to Nikki directly? I did in March of 2020. She called me and she said that she got word that I was willing to help them out in this situation. I, I didn't understand what she was referring to. Um, she offered to fly me and my family to LA. She, um, I turned it down and I told her, woman to woman, this really happened. And I hadn't spoken to her since. Now you allege that Nikki and Kenneth were harassing you in what way? With them sending people to negotiate numbers as far as money is concerned with family members and Nikki is the one who personally reached out to me she's you know in regards to helping her helping them in this situation and then the threats that I received because I kept saying no to every offer to every suggestion the last um, incident was when um, one of their associates put $20,000 on my lap and I still kept saying no the last message I received was that I should have taken the money because they're going to use that money to put on my head. All right, give me just a second here. So you guys just heard everything that she had to say. And um, so it's a lot going on with this whole story. It's a lot to unpack. But what I don't like, I'm seeing like a lot of victim shaming with this woman. It's one thing if you guys don't believe her story or you feel like she's full of crap. I mean, I don't know. For me, I get sincerity. You guys will probably have to watch it yourselves. You know, go and watch the whole thing without the pauses and stuff in there. But I felt like everything she was saying was very sincere. And like I've showed in previous live streams that she was saying that the guy who was threatening her was a guy named Gangst. And I showed that Nikki knows Gangst. I, I played clips. And like I've always said, where Nikki messed up is that when she got with this guy, of course he's going to say whatever. For Of course he's going to minimize what he did and, oh, we were going together. And But 
on top of her doing all that, she also tried to come out and say that Jennifer was white. And if you see her, you can clearly tell that that's not a white woman, that she's clearly biracial. So I just think that Nikki got herself too involved in this situation when she technically did not have to. So it's just, it's really crazy how everything now is coming to light and everybody is talking about this, but I just, it just kind of bothers me. I also feel like, even though I'm happy that Jennifer is telling her story because she deserves to be heard as a victim, I just hate the disingenuousness of the mainstream media. Because again, this woman has been telling the same story for a while now and they weren't interested. So it's very interesting that now all of a sudden there's all this interest in the story because this has become a major story. I mean, one, one, it's trending worldwide. Two, all the white publications are jumping on this. Let me just uh, show you guys some of these clips here from, from these white publications now. I mean, they're even questioning the whole vaccine situation. Okay, here goes one right here. And they're basically saying, Kenneth Petty, Nicki Minaj's accuser speaks publicly on the real. I'm tired of being afraid. This is USA Today. I mean, that's a major, major publication right there. Um, on top of that, you also have this publication here, The Cut. They're saying, is Nicki Minaj trying to distract us from her legal troubles? So, I mean, you got the white folks now coming out doing thank pieces when YouTubers have been doing thank pieces ever since Nikki started going on this whole vaccine rant. People were saying that because, like I said in the last live stream, that it was very interesting that the same day of the Met Gala is the same day that she was officially served because they had been dodging the summons. So I think where she messed up is that she just did not need to get herself involved. If you want to date this, this dude, whatever, that's her business. Okay, you can't control who the hell wants to, you know, whatever, get engaged, have kids with. That's her business. But I think for her and her brand, she should have stayed out of it. You know, it's like, it, I get it. She wants to try and defend her husband. But this is indefensible because, again, she has to relive this. And what people need to understand, like I said, from day one, none of this would be a thing had they not tried to contact her, had he not did what he had to do. For 20 years, he's been registering as a sex offender. So let's keep that real. So for 20 years, he followed the law. But how convenient that once he gets with Nikki, all of a sudden he thinks that the law doesn't apply to him. So that's not how it works. Once a sex offender, you're always a sex offender. That is why they have a sex offender registry. So to me, he disrespected Nikki and put her in a messed up situation where he just felt he didn't need to register. And I'm sure maybe she told him not to register because, you know, it would look bad for her and it'd be one more thing for the blogs to talk about and this and that. But him not registering is what caused this snowball effect. Had he registered and done what he was supposed to do, there wouldn't have been a warrant out for his arrest. It wouldn't have ended up back in the paper. And they would have had no business to, you know, no reason to contact the victim and tell her to recant her story. They don't care about the victim. It's all about mainly protecting Nikki's brand. And that's the part that's unfortunate. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Give me just a second. Um, Dom sent $9.99. He sent the sticker. Thank you so much, Dom's. Um, Precious M says, hey, T never commented. 
Love from London. Been watching since I was 19. I'm 27. I have no business being awake. It is 1 a.m., but I'm here for the tea. That's what's up. Thank you so much for coming through. Appreciate you, sis. Uh, Days with Jack says, hey, T, I'm always singing the intro with you. Love you, sis. Shout me out. It's my birthday on Saturday. Guess where I'm going? To Redless, Florida. I know that's right. Well, happy birthday. Happy early birthday. I hope you enjoy your time in Florida. And thank you so much for coming through and spending this evening with me. Appreciate you. Um, Kettlecore said $99.99. Thank you so much. She says, hey, T, Nikki and her Ken doll are finally getting the attention from the mainstream media that they deserve. But the real ones know where all the real content starts. When you do your housewarming party, are we all invited? Keep doing what you do. We all appreciate you. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you guys as well. That means a lot to me. Thank you for the support. And yes, and I think that's the problem is that people, <clears throat> excuse me, people are no longer watching the mainstream media like that, either the news or the commentary people, even though they're called the real they don't keep it as real as people online. That's just the truth of the matter, you know, because they don't want to offend and they want to tiptoe and they want to keep these celebrity relationships. Me personally, I don't give a fuck about any type of relationship, really. If it's genuine, cool, but you're not going to stop me from doing my job, period, point blank. If I don't tell you how to rap, I don't tell you how to twerk, I don't tell you how to sing, I don't tell you how to act, don't tell me how to do my commentary. I'll never allow my platform to be compromised like that. So I think that's why a lot of people, they don't watch those shows, but they definitely watch. Remember, let me find this clip. Remember when I talked about the Kobe Bryant thing? Put a teacup if you remember when I talked about Kobe Bryant, when Vanessa ran to go sue the helicopter company. And I told people, I said, the only reason why she's running to go sue the helicopter company is because she's trying to divert attention away from the Bryant estate. So if she starts the lawsuit with the helicopter company, the rest of the victim's families will follow. I talked about this on a Sunday. That Monday, Lonnie Love literally said everything I said verbatim. And people were sending me this clip. I'm going to go ahead and share it with y'all. So when, when they try to act. Okay, what the hell is going on? Why does it keep doing that? It's like they keep, it just keeps blacking out. That is so weird. I don't know what that's about. Okay, I'm back now. Let me make sure y'all can see me. Hold up. Before I start the video. Okay, y'all can see me. Yeah, I don't know what the, that's about. It just keeps crashing. That's weird. And everything is fine on my end. Okay, I'm back. I don't know. It just... They're just pulling the stream. Like all the other pages are up, but the stream will just go black. That is so weird. I don't know. I don't know what's causing it. Okay, let me show y'all the video now. So this was me talking a few months ago about Kobe. I jump on board because you know with grief, eventually comes anger. Once that grief starts to subside, people are going to start looking, you know, at lawsuits and trying to get money. So for her, let's focus on the helicopter company as a crash rather than people focusing on Kobe Bryant's estate and trying to take from me and the remaining daughters. So I can definitely see them going after, you know, trying to go after his estate. 
didn't the family speak? The flight was his urging. And yeah, and that's another thing too, that if the flight was Kobe's urging or that the pilot decided, you know, against better judgment to do it because it was Kobe Bryant, those families could also come after the state. Like, look, it's because of his celebrity status that my loved one is no longer here. Let, let me, let's keep it real, you guys. I mean, I, I don't want to... I don't want to, I can't be fake. We live in a so happy world. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's okay. But those, that's the reality of the situation. And I believe that that is why she's trying to steer everybody to keep the focus, the anger, the lawsuits, the animosity at the helicopter company and not at her husband. As the memorial was about to take place, there was a lawsuit filed. Um, this was according to TMZ, a wrongful lawsuit. Uh, Vanessa Bryant filed to uh, the uh, helicopter company. Yes. And I think she's probably doing that because more than likely there will be suits. And I'm just assuming there will be suits against Kobe's estate by the other people. So that's probably why you're going to see a lot of um, a law suits and things happening now that the yeah. memorials and the funerals are, are taking place. What? As <clears throat> All right, so y'all just saw that. Let me come back on the screen. So, literally verbatim. And then you could tell, like, they weren't naturally her thoughts because she kept stuttering. Like, she usually doesn't stutter when they're her own natural words. It's like she's trying to remember what I said on YouTube. So, yeah, they, they these folks watch everything we do. And they jumped on the story because a lot of these platforms, they're not getting the views. Nobody's checking them for them like that. And so it's like, what's hot on social media? What's hot on these YouTube streets? And that's been a story that's been talked about for months. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to hop on that. We're going to talk about that. Now, one thing I will say, the, the lawyer, Tyrone Blackburn, he's the one who's representing um, Jennifer. He's also the lawyer in the TI case with a lot of the women that are coming against TI and Tiny. Now, one thing I will say is that he is keeping his foot on a lot of these folks' necks, you know, so I will give him his props for giving a platform for victims. Now, the one case with T.I. and Tiny, it was dismissed, and I saw a lot of people celebrating and saying, see, they're innocent. But what people don't understand is it was dismissed because the statute of limitations had expired. So it didn't mean that they were guilty, but it didn't mean that they were innocent. It just means that it was just such an old case. But knowing Tyrone Blackburn... He's going to come back with more cases and they better hope that it's nothing recent and that this person doesn't have real receipts because he's definitely coming after. He's definitely making a name for himself coming after these celebrities with the victims. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that ends up playing out. Um, let me go ahead here. The rest of the Super Chats left. So I can't go back and read them because it crashed. So I'm sorry about that. I know there was like a few other hundred dollar Super Chats, Monique. Uh, Lowell, she sent $200 super chats. Thank you so much, sis. I did see that before it crashed, so I appreciate you. Um, and Gozi says, they are working overtime to silence you, sis. We see it for what it is. Yeah, it's probably the barbs or somebody, you know, flagging the shit. I don't know. It's just weird, but it's all good. I'm going to keep going, though. So thank you so much, sis. Uh, Shy Guy sent $10. Says, hey, T, love you. Glad I caught the live. YouTube, damn sure didn't send me a notification. Luckily, I was roaming around YouTube anyways. I want to join this Discord team. Let me in. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Right now, the Discord is shut down. Um, we are having our big one-year anniversary party this Friday. So we may open up again. 
maybe sometime in November, but right now it is officially shut down. But thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Um, Kanisha Generet sent $4.99. Uh, she sent a sticker. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, Eli Garcia says, definitely being pushed due to the vaccine comments. Don't make him right. It's just crazy how they work. Mm. Thank you so much, Eli. I appreciate you. Warrior Princess says, hey, T, looking sexy as always. Finally caught alive. Keep doing what you do, girl. Thank you so much, Warrior Princess. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Shelly J says, I feel as though Nikki encouraged him to not register because she didn't want her address out there, but she still had to know what she was getting into. Yeah, because I remember that was around the time they were moving to L.A. and that, and they had got the first address. And yeah, you don't want fans knowing where you live and coming by your house. So I get that. But again, this is not an ordinary situation. Legally, he's going to always have to register as long as he's on that sex offender registry list. That's just how that's just how it works. You know, regardless of who you're with or who you're dating now in your future, that doesn't negate the past. So I believe that's where they, they messed up and especially contacting her and threatening her. That's never OK, because she didn't ask to be brought into all this nonsense. Um, Marnie says, tell the real to talk to to victim. I don't know what that means. Excuse me. Um, Genesis says, love you, T. You look beautiful. Thank you, Genesis. Jocelyn says, happy I caught this live. Yes, T, you are the queen for real. Thank you, Kenosha. Send the $3 sticker. Thank you, Kenosha. Kiosha, excuse me, Kiosha. Um, Big B says, been watching since I was 13. I'm 23 now. You're like a second mom to me. Thank you for all the knowledge. Bless you and your new home. Thank you so much, Big B. I appreciate you. So like I said, um, there's also new um, information coming out. We don't know if this is 100%, but Nikki is supposed to be doing the Fenty show on September 24th with Rihanna. It is now being reported by Sandra Rose and other blog out outlets that Rihanna supposedly dropped Nikki from the Fenty show. Like I said, Rihanna has not made an official statement, but these are the rumblings on social media. So let me go ahead and share this with you guys here. Okay. So a lot of the blogs are saying that she dropped her due to that the whole Axine drama. But to me, that wouldn't really make sense. I believe it because it just if it's real, it was announced today, supposedly behind the scenes, it would make more sense for this to be attached to all this stuff that's going on on the real. Because remember, when Drea made that joke about domestic violence, Rihanna dropped Drea. So they've been showing those clips on the Zeus Network. Andrea lost her Fendi show sponsorship and all that stuff. So to me, if this is real, I can see Rihanna dropping her because of all the drama that's come out with Jennifer and not necessarily because of the whole Axine situation. But this is what's being reported. Um, they're saying Rihanna's Fenty X Fen uh, excuse me, Rihanna's Savage X Fenty show is set to premiere on Amazon Prime Video. The star-studded lineup includes some of today's hottest artists and models. However, one rapper will not be among the lineup. 
Nikki made headlines last week when she told her Twitter followers she was unvaccinated and urged them to do their own research and stop watching mainstream news. Um, MSNBC anchor Joy Reid dragged Nikki and accused her of jeopardizing the lives of Black people with her vaccine misinformation. Over 70% over of Black NY residents are unvaccinated. Now Rihanna 33 is weighing in and media takeout, <laughs> that's why I said, take with a grain of salt, has learned that Rihanna has dropped Nikki 38 from the upcoming show Fenty slash, from the upcoming sh uh, Fenty slash Savage, I can't even talk, Fenty X Savage show. So this is what they're saying, but like I said, you know, and then you can watch the trailer, whatever. Um, it may be true, may not be true, but that's what's being reported right now on the blogs. So we'll have to wait to see on the 24th. Will Nikki show up? Will she be in the show? Will she not be in the show? But again, child, it's media takeout. So we'll see. But now, what else I find very interesting? <laughs> um, if we're going to start reaching out to victims and, you know, talking to them on the mainstream, not trying to be messy, but is the real also going to reach out to Charlemagne's accuser, Jessica Reed, or we're going to ignore that because he's a friend of the show. I'm just saying, you know, if we're, we're going to keep, let's keep the same energy. If we're, we're really about, you know, helping victims and finding victims voices and doing sit down interviews and, and things like that. Let's, let's bring everybody on there. Let's not just bring, you know, Jen, Let's bring Jessica Reed on there. Let's bring some of the, the real R. Kelly victims on there. You know what I'm saying? Not the bootleg ones who ran chasing fame, but the real ones. Okay? That's all I'm saying. But they're not ready for that conversation. Because I know they know about that T, too. I'm just saying. So let me go. Let's go ahead and um talk about the next topic here. I wanted to get on. How long have I been on? It don't chat. It don't even seem like I've been on here a long time. We got 12,000 people. Okay, 41 minutes. Please hit that like button, y'all. If you're enjoying the stream, please hit the like button. Appreciate y'all. So I want to go ahead and talk about all this drama that is going on with the Gabby Petito situation. Okay. So if you guys don't know, I heard about this when it was going on. You know, my kids and their friends, they've been talking about this. And so, you know, we have this missing white girl, uh, Gabby Petito. And they were saying that, you know, she's a van life. She's a, you know, vlogger and she blogs her life on, you know, YouTube. And y'all know I'm not into a lot of vlogging channels. I don't watch the van. I'm not into the van life community. I don't want to live in a van. I love living in this house. Okay. So initially I thought she was like this big, like, van life person i thought you know she had millions of followers and i'm like oh my gosh you know a big youtuber is missing this is horrible and then i go to like google her name and put in her youtube channel and nothing comes up and i'm like well where's this big youtube channel because there's all this and i don't want to call it hoopla because you know this is a missing person so i don't want to dismiss it and say hoopla but what i'm saying is that there's all this media attention and so I'm thinking she's like a big, big influencer in the van life world. Her channel doesn't even come up. Because I'm like, well, she got to have a bigger fan base than I because they won't stop talking about her. And then I, so I asked my son, I said, well, I'm confused. Where's her channel? Or am I not Googling it? 
Do you know the girl's channel name? My son said, Mom, she didn't have no more than maybe 100 subscribers. She wasn't big like that on YouTube. Nobody knew her. But the media is spinning it like she was like this huge van-like influencer. Okay, cool. That aside. So now I'm, I'm researching more about her over the weekend. Um, and I'm hearing about the whole boyfriend thing. And, and they had gotten pulled over because people had seen them arguing. And the police helped them get you know their own hotel rooms and gave them time to cool off. And then the boyfriend comes back and nobody has seen her since. And now they can't find the boyfriend. My issue with this whole Gabby Petito situation is the fact that this has happened time and time again. With When it's a white woman or a young white person, especially a white woman, and they go missing, the world stops. Who was that white girl a few years ago? She was a YouTuber and a big one. And everybody was looking for her. And come to find out she was at home watching all the fuckery unfold. Remember, she was trending on Twitter. And she wasn't even missing. If y'all remember her name, write it down in the comments. I can't think of her name. It was a white girl, YouTuber. This one was a big YouTuber. No, it wasn't Emily Smart. That was national news, child. I'm trying to see if y'all remember who I'm talking about. Maria Joyce. Yes, Hilda. Yes. Thank you, Maria Joyce. Who remembers that? Thank you, guys. Marina. Oh, Marina Joyce. Y'all can't spell. Okay, Marina Joyce. Okay, thank you. Thank you to everybody. Y'all remember that? This was a few years ago. There was a YouTuber, big YouTuber, millions of followers. They claimed she was missing. Social media was tying all these ends together about why she was missing. Come to find out she's just in her house sipping tea in London, watching all this fuckery unfold. Then she pops up like three days later like, hey, hey, guys, uh, I'm not missing, but thank you for your concern. And so when I did commentary on it, because I was mad. So hold on, bitch, you're not missing. So you mean something the whole internet trended you for, for three full days? People was looking for you. It was on the news and you weren't even missing? I said, but meanwhile, you literally have black people who are missing. We ain't seen them since 1999. No one talks about them. We got black folks who were missing two weeks ago. There's no, they're not a blip on the radar. You literally had a girl just, I'm just at home. I just wanted a break from YouTube. I'm going to let somebody know something. As soon as you started trending for being missing, you should have came out within 20 minutes and be like, hey, I just need a break. But my point to bring her up is the fact that I, people of color do have a right to feel away because you had a YouTuber who was legit not even missing and she was trending for being missing and people were looking for her. Then you have another white girl who's not even as popular and this is global news. But meanwhile, you have so many people of color, indigenous women who have been in that same location that they have not found Gabby's body in, that these, these native women have asked to have, you know, police searches and, and things to happen for their missing loved ones and nothing has happened. You, there was, who was the black lady? And that's why I want to start my own little black true crime series once I can kind of figure stuff out to talk about some of these black missing cases and kind of breathe new light into them. Cause even a lot of the true crime um, channels on YouTube, they're more geared towards missing white women or, you know, white women who have been harmed. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, you make your channel how you want to make it. But a lot of times people of color do not get as much shine on true crime stories. Because again, as a woman, especially a black woman, if we end up missing, 
it's always this narrative was, was she a prostitute? Did she get into the car? Did she go to turn a trick? Maybe she was walking to the fucking grocery store. Why did she have to be a prostitute? Like there's always some type of nefarious underlining shit when it comes to black teenagers coming up missing. Oh, she was being fast. She ran away with her boyfriend. Maybe literally she's walking up the street and got kidnapped. Just like it could have happened to Karen or, or Becky or whoever. You know, even when we were growing up, me and my son had a real long conversation about this whole Gabby Petito thing. And I told him, I said, do you notice there is a disparity? There's a, uh, there, there's a dispar- I don't even say disparity. When it comes to missing people, I said, when you think about when black people are missing, I said, when you guys were lo- younger, what did I used to take out when we go to Walmart? We go up to the wall at Walmart and we look at all the missing faces. Just in case I'm out and about and I might see a kid like, damn, that's the kid from the Walmart. That is where our missing people end up. And that's hurtful. And he was like, yeah, I remember us. I was looking at the wall. So that's why we go up to the wall to see, well, who's missing this week in the Twin Cities? That is where our people end up. And I'm not saying this to be facetious. I'm not saying this to be divisive. That's the truth. When a lot of our babies end up missing, they don't get national coverage. They're not trending on social media. They're literally put up at the wall on Walmart and it says, have you seen me? And that's the extent of it. So I'm not mad at Jor Reed for calling a spade a spade. And I see a lot of people are mad at what she said and they're saying, oh, you're taking away from missing victims. Who cares if they're white? They're still missing. I agree to an extent that it shouldn't matter the color or the race of the person. If somebody's loved one, their mother, their child is missing, that is the most scariest thing. You just want your family member back. You just want to know that they're okay. Regardless of your race, regardless of your background, regardless of your social economic status, you just want closure. You want to know what happened to your loved one. All we're saying is make it fair across the board. Remember a few years ago, there was all those missing black girls, I believe, in the D.C. area that was being trafficked. I think it was only me and maybe a handful of YouTubers who even talked about it. It didn't even trend. It was like literally 50 girls in the D.C. area had gone missing. Till this day, have they been found? No. So it's it's sad. So let me go ahead and play y'all this clip here um, of Joy Reid speaking on the situation. So give me just a second here, because this went viral yesterday. Let me let me refresh it. Okay. The story has captivated the nation. Has many wondering. Why not the same media attention when people of color go missing? Well, the answer actually has a name. Missing white woman syndrome. The term coined by the late and great Gwen Ifill to describe the media and public fascination with missing white women like Lacey Peterson or Natalie Holloway, while ignoring cases involving missing people of color. Joining me now is Derricka Wilson, co-founder and CEO. But the way this story has captivated the nation has many wondering, Why not the same media attention when people of color go missing? Well, the answer actually has a name. Missing white woman syndrome. Okay, so that was her talking about it. I want to play out this other clip. They did a really good expose 
I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I want you guys well, to listen 22 to 22-year-old Gabby Petito's death has now ignited new interest in finding other missing persons. Her disappearance has actually mobilized people online hunting for clues to focus on other unsolved cases, including those of minorities that don't necessarily garner as much national attention. T.J. Holmes has more for us. Her story has dominated news headlines and mobilized a legion of social media users. Hashtag find Gabby Petito gaining over 700 million views on TikTok. Um, I'm hoping this can help someone identify him. Many of them now internet sleuths, exchanging theories as well as sharing info about possible sightings and clues. Psychologically, people just felt very close to her because of social media. But here's the despairing truth. Gabby Petito is one of so many reported missing each year. At the end of 2020, the FBI had over 89,000 active missing persons cases. 45% of those cases, people of color. Petito's story has renewed debate about which cases get attention and the media's seeming infatuation with missing white women. But her case also sparked a call to action to bring others home, like Daniel Robinson, a 24-year-old geologist who went missing in the desert outside Buckeye, Arizona in late June. His Jeep was found mangled July 19th, about four miles from where he was last seen. The Buckeye Police Department says in a statement, investigators are utilizing every resource possible to locate him, including assistance from partner agencies and information provided by the public. His family has also organized searches in the desert heat. I thank God for all the volunteers who left their houses every morning, uh, in the mornings and, and spent out, um, time out there in the desert. There's also Maya Miliete and Jelani Day. Miliette, a mother of three, has been missing for over nine months. The 39-year-old was last seen at her family home in Chula Vista, California. Day, a 25-year-old graduate student at Illinois State University, was last seen August 24th in Bloomington, Illinois. His car was discovered two days later, but no signs of Day. Jelani is, um, he's a sweetheart. I shouldn't have to beg. I shouldn't have to plead. I shouldn't have to feel that there is a racial disparity. I shouldn't have to feel any about that. I want these people that have these resources to realize this could, this could happen to them. Okay, so you guys just saw that. So, like I said, you know, it's really sad, like, the whole situation when people of color, I don't care if you're, you know, Black, Latino, you know, Native American, they do not get as much press. And especially if you're black, it's almost dismissed. It's usually always seen as a runaway. You know, if it's a young black girl, well, she was being fast or, you know, she just didn't want to come home. <clears throat> and what happens is that precious time is lost because there's all these misconceptions. And, you know, it's almost like it's very accusatory. When it's a young black child missing. Oh, did the young black boy run off to go join a gang? And no, it's not. People know their children. You know, you could, if you got a little, you know, a little badass who he just doesn't come home and runs the streets all night, you know the difference. You know your kid. You know, like, you know, no, I have a kid that when he gets done with, with you know, football, he's here after school, something's, you know, something's not right. And as a parent, you have that intuition. And I just want it to be a situation where, Everybody gets that same fair treatment. I'm not saying ignore missing white girls. No, of course not, because a missing person is a missing person. 
Okay. So that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is treat everybody fair across the board. Everyone should get that same level of respect and care. Now I understand that with fame and social media, you know, notoriety, of course that person may end up trending or people may follow them more, or it might be a thing on TikTok where everybody's putting on their, you know, investigative hat and trying to put pieces together. I get that. You know, that's not lost on me that as an influencer, you know, people are going to look for her more. But what they're also saying is that, you know, when it's somebody who's not an influencer or somebody who's not as famous, give them and the family the same level of respect and care for their missing loved one as well. And I don't think that that's too much to ask for, to be honest. Um, so let me see here. Read some more. Uh, DSI says, I believe that are happened, but it's clear the media is using the victims since Nikki just spoke against the mainstream media's ideals on the vaccine. Yes, I definitely agree. I don't think Jennifer is lying. I believe they're from day one. You know, all of that was in the report. But like I said, the timing is very, very interesting. You know, and again, when I used to talk about humiliation rituals, people used to say that I was crazy and I'm reaching and you need to shut the hell up with all this esoteric shit. But y'all have seen time and time again how these humiliation rituals have played out. From Nicki Minaj to Joe Budden sucking his puppy's peen. Remember that went viral? And then the court documents came out. It was just weird shit. You know what I'm saying? So these humiliation rituals are definitely, definitely real to get these celebrities back in line, unfortunately. But it doesn't negate the foolishness. She shouldn't have got herself involved and she shouldn't have spoke on anything concerning that victim. Because like I said, of course, her husband's going to minimize his involvement. Um, but thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. Reese Boo says, my comment was part of the crash. Oh, I said, Safari and Meek don't look too bad now. Don't let Karen Civil crash you. She's Nikki's ally, coincidentally. Mm. Yes, yeah, somebody, matter of fact, was blasting Karen Civil. Let me see if I have that. Speaking of Karen Civil and Nicki Minaj, let me show y'all this real quick. I'll be having all types of tea on my desktop, honey. Hold up. Let me show y'all this. So this uh, this dude, he's verified, Ernest Owens. He says, in a world where industry people like Karen Civil, who used to work with Nicki Minaj, admitted to getting bad press taken off of blogs and the webs about her client, it's something to be said that Jennifer Hughes' interview on The Real is already taken off of YouTube. Okay? If you guys don't know... <clears throat> The initial interview, which is about 11 minutes long, it was posted on The Reels channel on YouTube. Somebody got it taken down. Old boy's saying it might have been Karen Civil. I don't know. But now when you go look for the interview, it's showing like two-minute increments. So it's like a two-minute clip, two-minute clip, two-minute clip. It's not the full thing. So a lot of people have been, you know, calling out Karen Civil again, too, like, did you have something to do with this shit? Karen Civil's issue? So that's what the uh, the Twitter streets are saying, that she got it taken down. Let's see here. Um, Alexa Bell sends $50 just because I love you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you for coming through. Um, BV Senpai says it's not all white women that trend when missing. It's only white women that are pretty and come from family of money. I rarely see trailer trash Becky. That's interesting. 
That's very interesting. Um, yeah, again, social economic. You know, if you're in a lower financial class, and depending on where you live, <clears throat> are those resources there? And sometimes they're not. Excuse me. I'm coming down with a cold. The weather is changing. Let's see here. Um, Carmen Wilson 5 says, Rihanna don't play about her brand. I agree. She doesn't. But we'll have to see um, if Nikki shows up or if she's there. But that's the tea on the streets. Jasmine says... I love your content. Been watching you since 2014. Wanted to show some love. She said 1999. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I appreciate you. Uh, Stacy sent five. Says, love you, T. Been a tea sipper for eight years. Straight from wretched ass Florida. Thank you so much, Stacey. Uh, Fly Phoenix 22 says, Nikki isn't in the trailer. Love you, T. I did play the trailer and I did not see her. But again, maybe she's a surprise guest. So we'll have to wait. You know what I'm saying? For the Fenty show to, you know, pop and see if Nikki's there. But that's what's being mumbled in the streets. So I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Alyssa Strickland says, hey, T, I love watching you. I've been watching for years. You always bring the real tea. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, love. Highly Protected says, Gabby is being pushed to overshadow the 15 indigenous women that went missing over the weekend in the same area. Oh, wow. Now, I didn't know that they went missing in that same area in one weekend, 15 women. Yeah, that's sad. Um, Black Ice says she was found dead. Yep, I heard about that today. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, May Karma says, send in love. You always look amazing. Passing by to show my support. I will catch you live later today. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, uh, Kiosha sent another five. Says, hey, T. I love tuning into your unbiased take. I don't even watch news anymore. I just tune into you, LOL. My eight-year-old eight is always like, Mom, Lovely T is on live. <laughs> Thank you, your eight-year-old, for your support. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, guys. Um, Angel Starson, 499, says, Hey, T, did you see the different treatment of the Black Haitians on the border versus the Hispanic immigrants? Let me, do I even want to speak on that? Let me speak on it because I don't care. Okay. So I saw the pictures and again, in my personal opinion, the mainstream media loves to fan flames of division. Okay. So when I saw it, they were saying that these men were on horses Whipping Haitians like it was slavery days. Get over here. Get back to the Mexico side of the border. Get your ass away from here. That's how the mainstream was making it seem. But if you really do your research, um, they weren't whips. They were horse reins. And you got to ask yourself if somebody is trying to, one, ride on a horse and trying to, you know, get people away, how do you do that? And from what they're saying that was protocol, that the, those were the reins. They weren't whipping human beings with them. Those were the reins. But another question, okay, bye. <laughs> but another question that I have is, what does the mainstream media want done? Because they're so big to speak on, you know, 
this picture of like a few Haitian people supposedly getting whipped and that's not even what was happening. So you mean to tell me that they're there with these high definition cameras, they're, they're taking pictures of all this chaos. And if you understand a lot of the articles, they have, they have, they have since had to come back and retract the initial articles. So they do this stuff to fan flames of dissension, black versus white, to just keep the nonsense going. Several articles have had to come back and say that, yeah, we reached out to the the border patrol, and that's exact. That's not what happened. So my thing is this: what? Are, yeah, gaslighting. Perfect. What are they supposed to do? Because the mainstream is saying that all these people are getting treated unhumanely. But there's been people pouring in for months at the border. So my thing is, what does the mainstream want done? Are they going to house these 13,000 people in their own posh neighborhoods? What, like that, that's my question. What do they want done with 13,000 people live, literally living in this small Texas area in squalor? Because what they're going to do, what you guys need to understand, this is why I don't, I, don't, I, I stop getting emotionally involved when I see pictures and when I see stuff on the mainstream, I have learned to take my emotions out of it because most of the time, once the information comes out, it's bullshit. Okay. You have all these people down there at the border. Okay. Nobody's asking the real question. Where did all of these people come from? So you mean to tell me nobody saw this caravan of, of Haitians, 13,000 people and more coming. Nobody saw these people walking for months because let's not act like Haiti is in Houston. They literally had to cross the, the waters on a ship, get off in South America and supposedly trek here. From what I calculated, these people would have been walking for a year. So you mean to tell me these folks were walking for a year, but they have cell phone footage to film? Somebody had a charger on them. The battery lasted a year long. I'm just, I'm, the, the whole shit just sounds absurd. Who dropped these people off there? But again, when you ask that, you're mean. But this is what I'm, th these are just my real thoughts. Where did these people come? Who dropped these people off? I'm seeing folks with cell phones. If they've been walking for a year, your phone would have died within a week. It's trash day. Y'all know I'm doing a late night vlog. I got alarms and stuff for the trash. I got kids leaving the house. I'm sorry. It's nighttime. It's a different type of element in my house. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm saying. They're trying to distract. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's post these pictures of these supposed border patrol people just, just whipping people like it's slavery days. Come on. Come on. Let's use common sense. We know that anything goes viral nowadays. Like everybody's on their P's and Q's because nobody wants to be, you know what I'm saying, put on social media and drug and attack. So people are going to be on their Q's, Q's and P's even more now. So you mean to tell me they see the mainstream media there, they see cameras, and they're going to pull out whips and just start whipping Haitians? Come on now. So now what's going to happen, right? is that a lot of these people are going to be, a lot of these border patrols, and, and the border patrol people, they're from all races and backgrounds, okay? They're going to be so upset that now that they're being demonized for just trying to do their job, they're going to start quitting. 
we had a really good discussion the other day. If you guys missed the Zoom meeting, um, Kyle, me and Kyle were, were talking. He, he brought up a very, very good point. A lot of these companies are not in the position to, to demand anything because there's a major worker shortage. You had some people saying, you know what? I'm going to just cuff a, a, a damn uh, hood rat vaccinated chick and I'm, it's just going to be cuffing season. All I got to do is sling her some pain and I'm not going to work. I choose not to be vaccinated, right? You got people going to find all types of ways to just not go with the program. Some people are just like, you know what? I have a nice nest egg. I'm quitting my job. I'm not being bothered with this until they figure something out. So you have a lot of companies right now that they're short employees. I told y'all how, how I was in the Burger King line just for some fries. And it was a 20-minute wait. And when I got to the window, I'm like, and I'm, I'm telling you, I was frustrated. And I asked the dude, I said, what is the holdup? I said, I've been literally in line for 20 minutes. What is going on? And that young man looked at me. He said, I'm the only one here. And at that moment, I just, I felt horrible. Because I would have never thought it was just one person in a Burger King. He was the only, and I looked, you know, you know what I mean? I need, I need receipts. Move over. I got my head and shit out the window. He was the only one in that Burger King. He's taking orders. He's rinsing out cups. He's, you know, trying to get people's milkshakes. He's dropping fries. I mean, one person. I feel so bad for him. This is going on all across the nation. So when I see them put out a story about people supposedly whipping people, is that going to want to make people want to join the Border Patrol? Of course not. Because I don't want to be accused of racism and whipping people and doing things that I didn't do. So I really believe that they put that story out there because if you go and you really research the story, that's not what happened. But I believe that they put it out there. One, it's going to discourage people from wanting to go apply. And two, it's going to put a bad light on the Border Patrol where if there's already people there working, they're going to say, fuck it, I'm out. This is just too much. I didn't sign up to sit here and, and babysit 13,000 people. This is causing more chaos. Do y'all understand or am I going way too deep? That they're hoping for a reaction where people will just quit because of the bad press that's now on the Border Patrol. So if I, so let's just say, okay, these guys are so horrible. They're down there whipping people and all this stuff that the mainstream is saying. So now what happens when the few hundred Border Patrols that are down there just quit? I quit. I'm not dealing with this shit no more. This is too much. People out here, you know, shitting in bags. It's just too much. Babies are being born. It's too much. I'm out. I didn't sign up for this. So y'all going to keep the same energy when these people start migrating to your town? And it's not just the Haitians. There's Venezuelan people in there, Mexicans. Uh, there's all types of people in the mix. So it's not just the Haitians. It's just the Haitians are the biggest group right now. But there's different people in there. So that's the thing. You know, you be careful what you wish for. Remember when I was telling people back in 2020, I said, y'all keep putting out this energy of, you know, defund the police. And we don't need police. We don't need any type of policing. And I understand before y'all start crying in the comments like y'all always do. That's not what defund the police means. But again, nobody has come up with a decent plan. Okay. So when all that was being said, when all that was being talked about, do you know how many police officers was like, you know what? F this. I don't need this. I quit. They walked off the force. They can barely recruit people right now to be police officers. Hell, one of my son's friends is an officer in a small town. I said, damn it, how you get the job? He ain't but 21. He said, they need people. They're paying well, so I joined the police force. He's literally 20 years old. 
See the little, you know, mini sheriff now. It's weird. It's like, oh shit, you know, my little, my little cop friend. <laughs> That's how much they need people. My son's friend is a cop in a little town in, in the Twin Cities. You can't make this shit up. It's like, wait, what? So I say that to say this. We put that energy out there. And now remember, I don't know if it was the shade room. Somebody posted it. Remember that young man in Atlanta who got shot at the restaurant? He got shot at the restaurant. I can see if I can find it. If y'all can find it, you posting it there. They caught 911. They placed him on hold. He said, I've been shot. Other people at the restaurant was calling. He's been shot. He needs help. They were placed on hold for upwards of 20, no, 10 minutes. Somebody at the restaurant ended up calling a police officer that they knew. The police officer that they knew had to call the 911 people and give them his you know, sheriff's number and was like, we need help at this restaurant. Y'all need to send somebody right now. He had to get on the APB and call somebody directly. But what if they didn't know a police officer? that they could call and get the hookup from. 911 shouldn't be a hookup situation. If I call 911, that means there's an emergency, I need help. But so many people have quit, a lot of defunding has gone on, and this is what we have now in 2021. So again, like I say, be careful what you wish for, okay? And so Tiffany, I don't know if you're saying who cares to what I'm saying, but make sure you keep that same energy if something happens and you go to call 911 and they hang up on you or they put you on hold for 10 minutes. Okay? So I'm not really sure what you're saying, who cares, or you know what the conversation is, but you should care. Because like I always said, this is all one big circle of life. What affects one affects us all. So you may not have an emergency situation right now, but it could be your grandmother. And when you call, you better hope that somebody's there to pick up answer the phone call, and get you the services that your tax dollars, okay, because none of this shit is free. It comes out of our taxes that your tax dollars pay for. So again, I didn't mean to go on a whole, to, damn, y'all was like, Tiffany, shut up. You need to, okay, y'all, I don't know. She was talking to me, and I just looked. I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying, trying to drag to I just looked and seen her say, who cares? I don't know. She was being smart with me, but I'm going to respond, honey. Y'all like, Tiffany, shut up. <laughs> y'all know these teasers, but they don't play. So, I say that to say, just be very careful what y'all wish for and be very careful with media manipulation. Because what they don't need to do is demonize and make it seem like it's all the Border Patrols who are doing that and they're abusing these people and things like that. Because again, if, they, if, the, if the Border Patrol ends up quitting, who's going to protect that Southern border? If you guys do not know, let me also speak on this. And I'm sorry if I'm going on a tirade, but damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I got the spirit in me. I want to talk. Okay? Fentanyl deaths are going up. This weekend alone in the Twin Cities, we had seven people OD. Seven people. I keep telling y'all, be very, very careful with the weed out here. They are lacing it. And like I've told y'all before, like we talked about in that podcast with BL, I believe that the reason why a lot of people are dying from fentanyl-laced drugs, and especially weed being the new thing, is because they want to have a lot of deaths so that way people get scared, like, oh, my God, I can't even trust the weed man. Who the hell is scared of the weed man? That's the coolest person in the hood, the weed guy, okay? Get some weed, roll a joint, go to, go to sleep. But now nah, folks are scared of the weed man because they don't know if he has a good stash, if his stash got fentanyl laced in it. We don't know. What's up, Tracy with the T? <laughs> hey, sis. <laughs> you know, we don't know. So I say that to say... I feel like all these deaths are happening for a reason. All this stuff is being laced for a reason. 
Because then they can say, well, don't trust the weed man. Don't smoke the weed man's weed because you could just die. You don't know what's in his stash. But we're legalizing marijuana nationwide. So why don't you smoke from our dispensaries? Granted, it costs an arm and a leg. The weed man's only going to charge you $20 for, you know, for a damn dub. We're going to charge you $50, but at least you know it's safe. It's regulated. It's FDA approved. That's all I'm saying. So again, I, I, I bring that up to bring up the southern border. That fentanyl is getting in here some way, somehow. It's coming in through the southern border. That's where a lot of that stuff is coming in from. So again, if we demonize and get upset and, and you know let a few viral pictures make us call for all these folks to be fired and all that stuff, who is going to protect those borders? So when more fentanyl comes in and now your neighborhood is dropping from fentanyl lace weed, remember the energy. So that's why I, I just say all that to say, just don't be careful what you put your energy towards and just do your research. Don't let the mainstream media get you hyped without knowing the full backstory. And my heart goes out to the people down there. I did a whole podcast on it Friday because something is happening for 13,000 people to leave a country. Now they claim they walked. I'm not buying that. But regardless if they walked, flew, or I don't know, regardless of how they got here, there's 13,000 people down there living in squalor. Nobody would choose that as a life for themselves. So that lets me know that the situation that they left is even worse than the situation that they're currently in. <clears throat> so it's sad. Oh, I've been on here an hour and 16 minutes, child. Mm. So thank you, Angel Star. I hope that answered your question. I didn't mean to go on a whole long rant, but I just wanted to just really have an honest dialogue about that situation. So thank you so much. You know, just don't let the media manipulate you because they're, they're, they're quick to do that. At this, we live in a, in a time and age where we need to come together. You know, we need to come together. Um, Sugar Mafia, I like that name. Sugar, sugar, how you get so fly? Sugar, sugar, how you get so flat. That's my song. Anyway, she said $5. She says all the energy for this white girl. But do we forget the young black girl that was front and center of BLM and just disappeared? Mm, I remember that. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. Michael Jackson. <laughs> he going to come to every stream now, honey. He says a lot of black people and people of color, women and kids are going missing in large numbers. I saw a couple of threads on social media. What is really going on here? I love you. I love you too. There's all types of theories. There was one theory, and I know people try to like, people like to say a lot of times that conspiracy theorists are reaching and, you know, we're, we're crazy, but 2020 showed you and 2021 is showing you that, you know, maybe all, not all conspiracies are crazy. Um, I've heard everything from sex trafficking to human sacrifices um, to organ harvesting. One of the things that I've been hearing is that they're saying they're trying to make it where they can eventually make it where men can have children. And so one of the theories is, are these women 
missing and having their uteruses cut out so they can push that in the future. Because it was an article that came out, yeah, a long, like not a long time ago, it seemed like a, a year or so ago. It was a blog article and they were talking about that's the new thing where they're trying to do a uterus implant. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's called a uterus implant where not only can they do it for like transgender um, women who are men turning into women, implanting uterus in them so they can get pregnant. They're also saying that they can do that for women, like biological women who are infertile or they can't get pregnant because their uterus is, you know, maybe messed up or they had surgeries that they can implant them with a new uterus so they can go through pregnancy as well. So that's been one of the conspiracies out there that maybe that's why there's an uptick in missing women. Just a conspiracy. I'm not saying that it's real or fake, but they do. If you Google there, they have been working on uterus transplants. So that was one of the things that I have heard along the way as to why there's an uptick in missing women and young girls. But it could be something as simple as, you know, sex trafficking, you know, pimping them out and, and things like that. So we live in a very scary world, you know, and that's why I would say just, just stay prayed up and be very, very vigilant. Um, there was a case the other day that I saw, I believe it was a TikToker. Um, I believe she was a TikToker. And basically she had on her Apple earpods and she was walking. I don't know if you guys heard about this. She was so engrossed in the music, so engrossed in, you know, just lost in her thoughts and, and listened to her music. She didn't realize somebody had followed her all the way home. The person was literally walking behind her and she didn't even realize it. So it's very scary. So just be very cognitive of your surroundings, of those around you. Keep your head on a swivel. There's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean that you're paranoid and you're a weirdo. It just means because my head is always on a fucking swivel, bitch. I want to know where the exit points are. I want to know who's all here. I, I try and feel for people's energy. Remember last when we went to the George Floyd Memorial? We were there. And I started looking around and I'm like, this energy of this crowd is shifting. And this group of dudes came and they didn't look like they were there to like peacefully mourn. You could tell their energy was very agitated, very different. And I told Lena, I said, hey, it's time to go. I'm not feeling. They just pulled up. Something's up. Let's go. We get to the car. Not even five minutes later, the whole memorial, we were just standing, got shot up. So definitely work on your discernment and, and never feel away if you leave a situation. Something don't feel right, get up out of there. Somebody doesn't feel right, get the hell away from them. You don't owe anybody anything. You only have one life and one body. So be very protective of it. Somebody said it happened in East New York. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she, it, it scared her. She talked about it on TikTok. I watched the video. Somebody sent it to me. So yeah, they're, they're definitely out here, you know, doing things to people and it's very scary. Let's see here. Uh, Beyonce's blonde lace front. So I remember as a kid, Natalie Holloway was a big thing. Her mom still gets interviews to this day. Yes. Yep. Natalie Holloway, uh, Elizabeth Smart. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Yep. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, goth boy. What's up, goth boy? Okay, you got your official 12-year uh, membership. Okay, appreciate you. Been on the channel for a whole year. If not longer, been a member for a year. Thank you. Says, T, you're not lying. Last year, I barely even found out about the Atlanta 
child killings because of the show mindset. We're never taught about our killings. Yes. Yes. And now there's new evidence. I know we talked about it on Discord a few weeks ago um, in the Zoom meeting that there's new evidence that um, that Wayne, the killer, I can't remember his last name. Like, I don't know why I'm thinking about hockey, Wayne Gretzky. But the I'm like, Wayne Gretzky just popped in my head. But the killer, the so-called killer, the Atlanta child murderers, um, they're saying that maybe he might have killed one or two, but he didn't kill all them kids. A lot of it was the KKK. And they've been saying that for a while since it first started happening. Wayne Williams, thank you guys. I love y'all. Y'all know it's hard when you got 50 million things going on in your mind. Wayne Williams, that's his name. I'm like, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not Wayne, not the, not the hockey player. <laughs> but yeah, Wayne Williams. So they're saying that, you know, with a lot of new evidence, it's showing that he was not the killer of all those people. We're not saying that he didn't kill one or two boys. He was definitely a strange person. But they pinned a lot of those cases on him because they didn't want to start a racial war in Atlanta. That case goes very, very deep, very deep. There are certain cases that came out. It's also on when I it's on Amazon Prime and Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor, the one that resigned, she is going to, she's also in there. So she's speaking about it. There are certain cases that really change the trajectory of our childhood. And the Atlanta child murders, like that started even before I was born. But I remember that was a, a pretty big deal. But I didn't really know much about it because I didn't grow up in Atlanta. I didn't really hear about it until I got older. The case that really sparked change for us, and I talked about this in the past here in Minnesota, um, Jacob Weatherling, the young white boy that went missing. He went missing when I was about maybe eight or nine. We were in elementary school when he went missing. And that, like, that if he his body, his killer finally admitted to killing him. And it came out maybe three years ago. I did a video. But that was, like, a case that, like, change the trajectory for children up here in the Twin Cities because he was just, you know, riding his bike to like the video store and never came home, you know, and um, it's, it's scary. Just like with John Walsh, you know, how his son, Adam Walsh, was kidnapped and killed. So, yeah, you know, and it's crazy that these things are still going on in this day and age with all the technology that we have. But imagine being a parent back in the 80s and 90s. I mean, the fact that a lot of us survived into adulthood, I look back on that and I'm just like, how did our parents do it? Because even now with this technology, you know, I, I tell my sons, you know, call me, let me know when you get to where you're going, you know, let me know where you're about to go. You know, they'll call and check in and, you know, if, I, if they're not home by a certain time, where are you at? You know, I could not even imagine being a parent back then and you have no idea, your kid lives up, leaves the house, there's no cell phone. They don't have a quarter to call on the payphone because we just leave. We never thought them child. We just left in the nineties. We just leave. All right, see what I see you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> might be back by ten. Might come in at two. Sneaking in the house, you know. But yeah, there was no way, you know, to communicate with your kids back then. So that's yeah, crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Sometimes I'm an '86 baby. We just used to go. Yeah, we just up and leave, and that was it. You know. You don't know if your child made it to school. You would not know if your child made it to school until they came home from school. And that's how it was when we grew up. So we had to be tough. It wasn't all this coddling shit. Like somebody tried to get mad the other day and leave a, a real snarky comment. Like, uh, you should have picked up your son. You you know, I would have just not lied to him. Well, that's on you. 
I'm not, I'm not about to drop everything I'm about to do right in this moment. My son is 16 years old. He's not six. The principal wasn't babysitting him. When I can't pick him up right at that moment, guess what he does? He's on the basketball team, go on the basketball, go in the gym and go shoot some hoops. I'll be there in an hour. I don't coddle them like that. You know, at the end of the day, everybody has to grow up and figure their own way and, and figure out life. But yeah, let's, let's get that cleared up. My child is 16. Well, 15 going on 16. He'll be 16 like next week. But yeah, he's not six. So it wasn't like the principal was calling saying, hey, come pick up your kid. He was calling for a ride because it was raining. So, and at that point, I was about to go live. So you're going to have to wait. So it was live. Well, I didn't even have to end the live. His brother wouldn't pick them up. So it worked out. But yeah, you know, that's just part of just what it is. You know, Generation X. Yeah, Gen X. Yeah, we're tough, man. We're tough. Got to figure it out. Shit. We used to have to walk everywhere, figure out all the city buses. Wasn't no damn MapQuest and Google Maps and all that shit. You get on the wrong bus, you might end up on the east side in a neighborhood you've never been. You better figure out how the hell to get back home to your neighborhood. You'd have to ask people, hey, you know what bus? I got on the wrong bus. You know what bus takes me back here? And you got to hope that they know what the hell they're talking about. I'm one day I was lost for five hours. I was 12. But that's just what happens. You, you just have to figure out life. You know what I'm saying? I eventually made it home that day, 10 hours later, but I made it home. <laughs> Lost as hell on the damn city bus. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've been out here for an hour and a half. I'm about to get ready to go. Let me read these last few super chats. Candace Bland says, hey, T, I'm in the shot. We literally have a male lady who is missing and was pregnant. At the time of her disappearance, local Chicago media had the nerve to run the potato story continuously. Shake my head. These hoes ain't loyal. Thank you so much, Candace Bland, for that super chat. I appreciate you. That's a shame. Chicago needs to be embarrassed for that. Y'all got a missing mail lady, a federal worker, somebody who's bringing folks the mail, and she's pregnant. Y'all don't run that 24-7, which I got to know to be running Gabby Petito's story 24-7. Is she not even from your city? Shout a mess. Thank you so much. Let's see here. Uh... Uh, Mushu, Mushu Willow sent 10, says, for support, there's a trans woman saying she's trying to get a uterus implanted. However, can't the chromosomes be a factor X, Y, Y, X? This is nuts. Yeah, that, that, um, the uterus implantation thing is real. Like I said, that information came out about a year or so ago. So, I guess if you have money to spend and implant a uterus, you can. But I don't know how that would work. I don't know if you would be able to have a successful pregnancy. I, I just don't know. Because, again, like you said, there's certain hormones in the female body that, you know, that help the pregnancy go along. And if you don't create those hormones naturally, do you have to inject it into yourself? And is how is that baby going to turn out? Is it going to be just a normal, regular baby or... You know, will there be some type of possible defect because there wasn't certain hormones and, you know, it was an artificial womb? You know, I don't know. I don't have the answers. But, yeah, it's very, very real. It's very real. So thank you. I'm all about me. Send two dollars says white women having low birth rates, hence the Texas abortion law. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely talked about, we talked about that in the Zoom meeting. Thank you so much for the super chat. Let's see here. Veronica says, T, that mood changed quickly. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. JoJo said 999. She says, hey, they are using the story for their own purpose. 
once they get Nikki to talk to people into taking the thing, I bet they'll make it go away. They don't truly care. You talking about the mainstream media? Yeah, they're definitely using it for their own purposes. I, I definitely agree with that. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Sasuke says, Haiti, the only country that said no to the vaccine. Vaccine. <laughs> I'm trying not to say it. Yes. And legend has it, that's why their president was assassinated. That's what they're saying. So I don't know. But thank you. Melinda FSN20 says they can track a whole storm in the ocean, but don't see 13K black people walking to Mexico. That quick setup GoFundMe for publicity for hashtag Save Haiti. But where's the same energy when you're trying to leave the squalor? Thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, I just, that's why I said the whole thing just sounds very, it's just weird. I just don't get how 13,000 people show up. And some people are saying that they've been walking for a year. Some of these people look fairly clean. Like, I, I'm thinking if you've been out in the wilderness just walking for a year, you're not going to have on, you know, freshly groomed shirts and, and, and clothes. It's just strange. Just strange. I feel like maybe they started walking halfway and then were eventually just picked up and just dropped off there. Because it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just strange. Um, Jack DiCaprio said, 99.99. Thank you so much. Says, hey, T, I'm glad I caught your live. I hope you're doing well. I've been watching you since 2012. About Haiti, I wish that Black countries would invest in our lands, natural resources, and build up our own stuff instead of needing to depend on countries like the U.S. I definitely agree. And that's the sad part is that you do, you have a lot of countries, especially even in Africa, that are just so rich in minerals and they're being stripped right now, you know? And, and the Chinese, man, they're going hard. They're, they're buying up everything from Africa to the Caribbeans. They have their hands in everything, even here in America. You know, don't, don't get it twisted. It's not just these so-called, people like to always dismiss and say, oh, it's the so-called third world. And I hate that word because the world is the world. All this first world, third world talk. But a lot of people think that the Chinese are only buying things and buying land and, and property and investing in those countries. They also own a lot of stuff here and America is in debt to the Chinese. You know, so it's it's going to be very interesting to see how all this stuff plays out. But thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Uh, Cherie2012 says, hey, T, the real Ken Barbie, who's had a lot of plastic surgery, is now a trans woman and is going out of the country to produce, to have a, to have a procedure to carry a baby. Wow. I don't hear you talking about that. Oh, my God. He looks so weird with the fake cheekbones and the teeth. He made himself into a living Ken doll and now he wants to be a trans woman and have a baby. Okay. I mean, at what point do we start questioning people's mental health? When you're, you know, I understand that a lot of these doctors, they just want the money and they don't really care. But at what point do we say enough is enough? The fact that this man has had so many plastic surgeries to the point where he just looks like a hideous Ken doll. And now, because he didn't get the attention that he was seeking and nobody cared. Like, people were like, oh, you're a Ken doll. Kill, it's kill. We don't care. We don't give a fuck. Now it's, oh, I don't want to be Ken doll anymore. I want to be trans and I want to get a uterus implanted in me so I can have a baby. 
the, the attention seeking knows no bounds. But thank you for that tea. I had no idea. So appreciate you. Um, Misty Blue, what's up, Misty? She said 10. She says 10 hat gang. Melanated people make the best organ donors because our organs transplant more successfully and tend to have old blood type positive, which is the most common negative universally accepted blood type. Mm. Thank you, Misty. I appreciate that. That's very interesting. Yeah, there's certain blood types that are very rare um, and always one of the rarest. My sister-in-law, my ex, well, still call my sister-in-law, my ex-husband's sister. She's old, you know, and so she's a universal donor. But when you're old, you can only receive blood from other old people. I'm a rare blood type because I'm a B, meaning I'm a universal receiver. So I can get blood from A, B, A, B, or O. So that's a rarity. I'm the opposite of her. And a lot of a lot of people of color do tend to have the O. The O blood type is more found in people of color. You're definitely right about that. Yeah, and O negative is very rare. Somebody in the chat said that they're O negative. Mm, yeah. AB negative is the rarest. Your son is O. Yeah. Yep, they're universal donor. So that's why they like, you know, if you're if you're uh, O blood type, definitely donate your blood because it helps so many different people because you're a universal donor. So thank you so much for that, Missy. Um, most in 499, she says, a lady had a baby with a uterus implant last year. It was a successful birth. The article can be found, the article can be found on ABC News. Thank you so much for that. So like I said, this is a real thing, but it was a lady. So I wonder... It was able to be successful because, again, as a woman, being able to produce those hormones. So I wonder if those hormones were able to be kicked in once that uterus was implanted. I don't know how it's going to work in men, though, because those are natural hormones that are already in male bodies. So that's the part that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, that is one of the real conspiracies out here that it might be because of this whole uterus implant thing. So thank you so much for that, sis. Um, Isis James, ooh, just disappeared. Hold on. Says, ooh, Lord, I'm going to have nightmares, T. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, love. Uh, Angel Christina says, hey, T, you're the news, the only news I listen to. You are the only reason I was prepared for COVID before it hit the mainstream media. Such a wise, smart queen. Love you and adore you 100. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you and thank you for coming through. And I'm glad I was able to sound the alarm for a lot of people. That means a lot to me. And thank you guys for taking heat as well. So thank you. Uh, TJ says, and you let your last mom going upside your head. LOL. I must have missed the first chat because that kind of confused me. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Ricardo Lee says, five hours. Damn, T. <laughs> thank you for the super chat. Um, Dominique Turner says, hey, T, what do you think about the Erica Jane situation? I'm not sure who that is. Let me see if I can Google real quick. I don't, that name doesn't come up to me right away. Erica threatened over Tom Garotti. Erica Jane claimed Tom Garotti's family and doctors dismissed her health concern. Is she one of the, she's an American singer personality. She from like the Real Housewives or something? Or she just a singer? Okay, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's what I assumed. 
I don't know. I have to look more into that. I've, I've, I'm not really into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills like that. I'm, I watch Atlanta. I watch Potomac. I love the Salt Lake ladies. Um, New Jersey, that's my shit. I've just, I've never really been into the OC or the Beverly Hills people. And the New York, they were cool. But then when the redhead lady got kicked off, I kind of just stopped watching. But yeah, but thank you for that. Um, new Mommy says, love you, T. Thank you for all you do. Thank you so much. You are more than welcome. And thanks for the super chat. Rachel Ray says, Haitians are paying five to $10. Excuse me, not $10. Child, five to $10. Hell no, I missed that K. Paying five to 10K to travel to Mexico from Chile slash Brazil. Hashtag Underground Railroad. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Rachel. There's a lot of things at play. Like I said, I refuse to believe that all these people just showed up and they trekked this long trek for a whole year. Yeah, there's definitely a lot at play. It's some type of underground railroad, some type of facility, some type of people bringing them here to the American border. And, you know, once they drop them off, those coyotes, they don't care. As long as they get their 5 to 10K, as long as they get you to your destination, that's it. They're not promising them that they're going to be automatically have, you know, entry into the U.S. They're just dropping them off and going about their way and counting their dollars. So it's like everybody's getting hustled. And it's really sad, especially these people who are being told to come to America and there's, you know, a place for them here. And right now there's really not. And now they have to figure out what to do with all these people. And I know they have been flying some people back to Haiti. But when you think about it, even if they're flying all these folks back to Haiti, who's paying for all this? The taxpayers of America. Because these aren't free flights. Somebody has to get the plane, pay the pilot, pay for gas. So the whole thing is unfortunate. Um, Miss Melanated says, trans women said it's been done three times in Brazil. She was there to get one. Mm. So it's being done. Thank you so much for the super chat, um, Miss Melanated. Brenda says, have you watched The Handmaiden's Tale? If not, do so. I've been hearing a lot about The Handmaiden's Tale. I have not watched it. So I might have to, maybe we can do a movie night. Now that I have my theater room set up, I might have to go down there and watch it. I've been hearing a lot about that movie, but I, I just never watched it. But I heard it's really good. So thank you for that. Carlos Ramos says, as an as a OBGYN myself, all the organ transferring and T-gender births should just be left alone, just like some vaccines, eyes only people. Mm. Now that's coming from an OBGYN. So, I mean, it sounds like it's a pretty serious procedure. I mean, if you're implanting something, you know, into somebody else's body to give birth to another human being, I mean, there has to be a lot of like just little nuances to even make that work, you know, but who knows with the way medicine is going in technology, it's crazy. Um, Chung Lee uh, says they did an experiment in 2020 that 80% of the men were able to have and carry a full-term healthy pregnancy. 80% of men? Wow. You learn new stuff every day. The fact that they're even testing just biological men to see if they can have kids. Yeah, I don't know what the future is going to hold. It's it's crazy. Okay, let me just move on. Thank you for the super chat. That just boggled my mind. Um, Shay Shola says the U.S. along with France played a significant role in the devastation of Haiti. It's only fitting that they help undo the damage that they caused. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree. They've done a lot to that nation. But unfortunately, what are they going to do to rectify it? That's going to be the question. You know, are they going to let them in and give them sovereignty? Or are they just going to ship them back to Haiti and, and send them back to the same conditions that they ran away from? So that's going to be, that's the un, unfortunate part, you know? And I wonder what it would be if the Haitians ended up in France. Like instead of them coming to America, if they went to France, would France be open to letting them in? You know, being that they caused a lot of the devastation, you know, and they did a lot to that land with the, the way, like if you look at it, on, if you look at the island of Hispaniola and you look at the Dominican side, how it's lush and it has green vegetation and you look at the Haitian side, I mean, just it's been devastated. They can't really even grow too much there, you know, and that was from the way that the French, the French people, the way that they grow and plant, like they weren't, you're supposed to, when you plant, you're supposed to do different vegetables and plants every season. They would grow the same thing over and over again to the point where they ruined the soil there. It goes deep. It goes deep. I got to like really research like how Haiti came to be and why they're dealing with a lot of the things that they're dealing with. And a lot of the stuff is through no fault of the people. The people actually fought for their freedom and won. And not only fought for their own freedom, also clicked up with the Dominicans to help them fight against their oppressors, who are the Spaniards. And then now it's like they just get treated like, you know, like nothing, unfortunately, sometimes by these other countries, which is very unfortunate because when people needed them, for their battle tactics and stuff. Oh, they were Team Haiti. So the whole thing is, it's heartbreaking. It's its very heartbreaking when you just really kind of understand the history and the, and the backstory, you know, and, and I respect the Haitian people. I got a lot of Zoes who, who rock with me and, you know, I just, I feel so bad. I couldn't even imagine like how they're feeling watching that, you know, watching their people down there just, just suffering and, and not knowing what they can do to even help them. So yeah, it's sad, man. It's a lot going on in this world. It's a lot going on. But yeah, the French, they definitely, definitely owe Haiti. Uh, let's see here. Charisma House says, I just read about the uterus transplant and people will have to go through a lot after the birth. They said that they will need to remove the uterus. I don't think this would turn. Okay, hold on. Y'all, I didn't even, I didn't even know it was going to turn into all this. What? What do you mean they got to remove some? Is it a purse? Like just, oh, I don't need this purse no more. Throw it away. The 2022 version is out. What? So they have to remove it after they use it? If you got to remove something, I mean, just imagine somebody got a heart transplant. And then after like a year, they have to remove it and get another one. Like what the hell? If you have to remove it after you give birth, you might as well just not even get it done. That just sounds scary. So if they're doing these implants, they're only doing it for these people to give birth for, I guess, scientific reasons. So you can't even say, okay, the, the uterus is implanted in me. I want to have 15 kids because it ain't my damn uterus. Let me go ahead and wear this one out. Wow, that's interesting. I, I never knew. Wow. I'm definitely going to research this stuff even more. But thank you guys for this, for all this info. Um... Have you heard of Oli London? He had tons of plastic surgeries to look Korean. Yes, I've heard of him. He's another one. Mental illness is real. And again, you, you can't say that because if you say it, you're shaming people. But um, 
Yeah, he wants to be a Korean man. Oh, okay. Okay, sir. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Kira Colbert says, hey, TT, uh, it's key. LOL, been watching for too long to count me and my hubby watch you. You're the news in tea, honey. Thank you so much. And thank you and your husband for supporting my channel. I appreciate y'all. Uh, Miss Shante says, just now catching the live. I will catch a playback. This is my first time sending a super chat. Just wanted to say I love you and I absolutely adore you. Sending love your way. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Isis. Sam says, I got married last week and my fiance put you in the vowels. What? Says, I promise to never bother you and get you snacks when lovely tea is on. I love you. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> that is awesome. Congratulations to you and your now husband. Wow. Look at me being a part of the damn culture. Okay. <laughs> That is awesome. Thank you so much for that. I would have never expected that. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. That's so dope. Um, let's see here. Um, that's funny. I'm like, um, let's see. Her name is um, Zara. Says, hey, T, have you heard about Bill Gates trying to change African agriculture? He wants them to plant a different way. No, I haven't heard. I'm over Bill Gates. I'm over him. I wish they would just leave Africa alone at this point. Leave Africa alone. They've been planting stuff. How they plant stuff? They don't. They don't need you teaching them how to do anything. I trust nothing that he has going on at all. Uh, let's see here. Satchel Page Sim Five says. How about 89% of men pay their child support before having more babies? That'd be nice. We'll see if that ever happens. That'd be real nice. Uh, let's see here. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Mystery Woman 3800 says, Hey T, just an FYI, the caregivers of autistic kiddos try to try the device angel senses, especially the kiddos elopes scary times. I don't know what any of that is that you just wrote, Angel Device. I'm going to have to Google that. I'm not sure what that is. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Butterfly says, hey, Auntie, I've been watching you since I was in seventh grade. I just turned 17. Tuesday, love from a former baby tea sipper in Australia. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Hope you guys are doing good. I know the lockdowns. Oh, shit. I, I got to leave, man. I've been out here for almost two hours. But let me say this before I go. Australia is fighting back. Them workers, they was not having it yesterday. If y'all didn't see the videos, I had posted one on my Instagram page. Them Australians was going at it with the police yesterday, honey. They said, uh-uh, we are tired. Because now they're trying to mandate that, like, construction workers and truckers get the vaccine. And they're saying that if they don't get it, even though most of them work outside and all that stuff, and don't even have to be around people like that, and can just wear a mask, they're saying that they have to get it, and they're saying if they don't get it, they're going to be fired, and they will not have any income. They won't be eligible for any type of unemployment, any type of benefits. So, child, they was going at it yesterday with the police. And I was here for a bitch. I just sat there like, damn, I said, they're just tired. They've been locked down for far too long. 
And especially, I know somebody left a really good comment on my Instagram page. And she's like, you know, this has been going on now for like damn near four months where they're watching the rest of the world be able to live their life. And they're literally on lockdown and cannot leave their homes. They're like five kilometers from their homes. So it's it's crazy. So on that note, you guys, I know I see a lot of super chats. I wish I could get them to them all. Um, let's see here. Let me read this last one. Uh, Sean says, hey, T, I see your new bathroom. It's really nice. But you make sure you close the blinds when you bathe. We don't want any scandals over here. Yes, I have my, my electronic blinds. Trust me, I use them now. So I can't wait to officially shower tomorrow in my new shower that I've been waiting for for like the past month and a half. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, I'm, I'm to the point where I believe I was some type of architect in a former life, honey, or some type of interior decorator anyways. Because I think the bathroom turns out gorgeous, you know, especially not that the full glass is in there. So thank you. So you guys, on that note, I'm about to go ahead and get ready to go. Uh, one last one. Blue Butterfly says, did you see the Devontae Hart story on Discovery streaming service? Thanks for being one of the first ones to cover the story. Um, we can all hopefully learn from. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but it was funny that they came out with the story, you know, after I was doing like a whole update on the Devontae Hart. A lot of people kept sending that to me. But, you know, regardless of the situation, I want stories like that to get out. So if somebody with a way bigger platform than what I have can get stories out like Devontae, um, like Jennifer, then, you know, I'm here for it. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, it'd be nice to get credit for certain things. You know, the real was on some BS. But the most important thing is that the victim got to share her story, just like with the Discovery Network. It's important that those victims, those six babies that were driven over a cliff by those crazy women that, you know, they put the real story out there and they and they allowed that story to reach a wider base, you know, so that's all I can hope for. You know, when we do these stories that they do eventually get picked up and more eyes get on the story. So on that note, you guys, it's been two hours. This has been an amazing stream. I appreciate you guys for coming through this evening and spending some time with me. Apologize for some of the technical difficulties and, you know, things crashing or whatever. Um, but I will see you guys again. Um, I'll have, I think, a podcast up tomorrow. So I'll have some more tea to spill about whatever, honey. And then um, Friday is the Discord party. And then I also will be doing a, flat, uh, not a flashback, but a Friday podcast for the news channel. So I'll see you guys then. You guys have a good night. Bye.